This stuff is not magic, but it sure does feel like it when everything clicks and your girls play fearlessly. If you follow this podcast for a while, you know Alicia has a knack for getting her girls to compete hard and never give up. And her girls still clench up when the pressure is on because they're human. So if you want to hear about how the Madamon girls dealt with the postseason pressure, listen in now. Get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing. And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. All right, everybody, you've waited long enough. Let's get to postseason and find out how this team did. So Alicia, jump right in. You finished regular season. And where do you go from here? Um, well, we start with districts here in Michigan. So um, if there's always a draw, right? So you you have a maximum of eight games if you draw the pre-district and a, min- a minimum of seven games to win state championship. So um, we were wrapping up school that very um, few, uh, days before district. So Saturday after Memorial day is when we start districts and the kids had just finished school. So I really felt like that was a big stress reliever for them because we had many conversations during the season about stressing with tests and AP tests and all the things that they have to do in a normal, um, school year, which I believe we talked about before, but this was the junior's first real school year, right. Um, and junior year being the hardest year, on top of the fact that you're trying to balance a sport. So it was very, very stressful for a lot of my kids. So I knew that, or was hoping that would really help relieve a lot of that stress so they could get to just playing. So we, we always had, we had team dinners this year. We did pick those back up every, every week. We had a different team dinner. So this year we had the team dinner the day before districts. So one of the families hosted and we have Olive Garden catered in and we have a cookie like that's decorated in blue and yellow frosting. It says good luck at districts. And we were, after we got done eating, we started playing yard games. So we were doing cornhole and, um, they were playing, they were making up a game with, with a ball. Um, the whole team did. And then there was also the, um, the golf game where you throw the I'm trying to think of the name ladder golf. I think. Yeah. Ladder golf, ladder golf. So we were playing those games. So it was just kind of fun to sit back as coaches and watch the girls just really have fun with each other and laugh and compete, make up games. Like, so, so it come time to cornhole. Now I'm telling the story for a reason. So we started playing cornhole and I asked my third baseman, I was like, Hey, Ella, do you want to, do you want to be partners um, and play cornhole? And she's like, yeah, I'm not very good. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay too, but you know, let's just play. So we played the first game and my third baseman just has this knack for being, like always super zoned in and really performing under pressure. Like, like she's the kid that you want up to bat. Right. So, but she is really calm all the time. Never really too high, never too low. She's very pretty even keel. So we played the first game and she had a couple like outstanding, like we got to have it on the board and she made it right. So as we, so we won the first game and then we won the second and we won the third. And then we started getting a little cocky having fun with each other. So we just kept playing and winning and playing and winning. So then by the end of the night, we were just jumping around. Like we were just 
we were just calm, cooled and collected, but we were like eating pressure for breakfast and jumping up and down. I think the rest of the team was getting kind of annoyed, but it was really fun, especially when you win. So then we go to Saturday. It's a beautiful day. Um, and we have two games to play, two games to win. Obviously, as soon as you lose any time moving forward, you're out in the tournament. So uh, the first game, it took us a little bit to get going. And we're hosting, by the way, which is super cool for the kids because we get to host districts and, and be home and all of those things. So the first game we played, um, we didn't score until maybe about halfway through the game. But once we did, I think the they could breathe a little bit. And they ended up scoring five rounds and we won 5-0. And then we had a break and we had to watch the other two teams play. Um, and then we knew our opponent because they're a conference opponent that we had split with earlier in the season. Um, so we were the home team and it was zero, 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 zero. You know, the kids are, are playing well, but you can tell they're just a little bit nervous, which totally understand. Um, and about halfway through the game, there's a little blooper between my shortstop and left fielder, um, with two outs and a runner on second and their sisters. So both super competitive, both on and off the field, and they both wanted the ball. And I think they forgot to call it or didn't listen or something happened and they collided the ball falls to girls scores. So I could tell that my left fielder was very upset because I knew, I knew exactly what was going on in her head. Oh my God. I just let that run score. We're down one zero. Oh my God. It's only the fourth inning. So I called timeout and I took my trainer out with me and I said, Nico, I need you to check out her knee while I talk to her. So I just had him kind of check out the knee a little bit. And I just, I said, I need you to take some deep breaths. We're fine. I'm never worried when you're down one, nothing. Cause you have to score one to win anyway. And I was like, Hey, we got to score one to win anyway. It's totally fine. I said, turn around, look at the scoreboard. We have four more innings of play yet. And I'm pretty sure you're up to bat next inning. So you just take a deep breath and got her to kind of let go of that. And, you know, my team, I could tell started to get just a little tight. And I think it's more about not being in that position before, right? They've never really been in this position for a district championship. So um, we get the next out and we come back uh, in from the field. And my assistant coach, who doesn't often speak in the huddle, says, I'm talking this time. Says, okay. So she comes in and she says a few things, which I will not repeat on the podcast and says, get going. Is this Emily? No, this is actually Coach Hannah. Oh, <laughs> so, Hannah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when she doesn't talk, she doesn't talk often in the huddles, but when she does, the kids listen. And she's just like, I've had enough of this. You, you need to go up and hit. And we scored three runs in that inning, the bottom of the fourth inning. And it was let off by my left fielder who started it, right? So we really just started to go, go, go. And they started to play more confidently. You know what happens, right? As a coach, as soon as you break through and you get a couple hits, then you can relax a little bit. So fast forward to the last inning, we're still up three to one and, you know, they had a runner on, um, and I just went out and I called timeout and I could tell, I said, your butt cheeks are a little clenched and they start laughing. Right. So I'm like, okay. I said, just take a deep breath. You guys are fine. You've been in this position before and been successful. Just remember that. Let's get out of this. No problem. So the last girl up to bat hits another blooper in the almost identical place between my shortstop and left fielder. Of course. Of course. course. (laughs) And my shortstop, who is the younger of the two sisters, by the way, said mine as loud as she could. She's like, I am catching this ball. And she told everyone and I loved it. 
And I'm just like, I'm jumping up and down in the silence because I just felt it. And I, you know, and I looked at my left fielder who is the only person on that field or on that team that has been with me for four years. And I just kind of looked at her and I touched my heart and pointed at her and she got a smile. And when my shortstop caught that ball, I just ran out. There's a really cool picture of me with my arms straight out parallel to the ground, like running right to those two sisters and just jumping up and down and giving a big hug. And the girls went crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I knew we could do it if they just played Madeline softball. And so we win the district championship and, you know, we, we high five and then jump up and down. And then each kid gets a medal, like a presentation. And then the coach gets presented with the trophy. And my assistant coaches absolutely refuse every time to come out with me. They always make me do it by myself. So I get the trophy and I hoist it up and I was like, yeah. And the girls start clapping. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, none of you have ever won a district championship before and they don't know how to celebrate. <laughs> so I These said, girls. I, I said, you're supposed to run in and touch the trophy. So they run in and yeah. And then I feel this really immense amount of really super cold water down my back. <laughs> I said, first of all, I'm wearing got that part, right? I'm wearing a white <laughs> t-shirt, but I didn't care at the time. And it was so cold. And all of a sudden the shirt is like almost down to my knees. And I'm like, you know, why is this shirt so big? I am. Not... <laughs> it ended up being my husband's shirt. I wore the wrong one. That's okay. That's important for the story too, as well, by the way. So my point is, is that the kids really did a great job. They did everything they were supposed to do. They took some deep breaths and, and proved that they could be successful, right? They really, truly were a team. Everyone contributed in some way, shape or form, and the energy was good. So we have one full week in between districts and regionals. Um, so in between, you know, the next, I gave them Sunday off. And then obviously we have five days to prepare for the next opponent. So we know the next there's the just or the regional has four teams in it. So we obviously can start getting information and scouting reports on the other three teams and preparing. So we did a lot of practicing. We had a scrimmage in there. Um, the scrimmage went really well. Um, they played well and I could just tell they started to feel a little more confident, a little more comfortable. So um, following Friday, we cannot break tradition. So although it was a different household, we still had Olive Garden. We had the same cookie with the same frosting that said good luck in regionals and of course <laughs> we're playing the same yard games everything has to be the same right mm -hmm. can't mess with the juju the kids said, said okay <laughs> i have learned to let go of that however if it means something to you we will we will do the same thing so playing yard games of course they have the same partner and we win the next two or three games so we're like 11 and 0 or 12 and 0 or something like that and so my pitcher and uh, my right fielder were partners and they were our next opponent. Real close game. You know, we if we've got to land these, like got to have these shots, we're landing them and like talking to them, like we pressure for breakfast. So my my pitcher comes up and she's like, it's, it's like the game is on the line and she's got to sink it in order to win. So we're like just talking smack and she's standing there and she takes a deep breath and closes her eyes picks up the, the beanbag and throws it and legit it went through the hole without even touching anything and they won so they went crazy and she's like guess what coach I took a breath and visualized and I was like yes so that part was cool but they ended up uh winning that game so okay I mean we had a really good streak going 
my partner on third baseman was legit, like angry. And she's like, we are not losing or leaving, losing on a loot on a loss. So we came back and we played and we beat everyone else who, who came across. So we're something in one, but you know, we didn't let anyone forget, right. How well we had done. So then wake up Saturday. It's uh close. It's a really close game, which is kind of nice. We have the first game again and you know, uh, we knew a lot about the opponent, but I don't really talk too much about the other team very much to them. I just say, these are things we're going to focus on and we're going to do the things we can control really well. And, you know, it's like my pitcher's throwing really well. Uh, the defense is really um, doing their job. It's zero, 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 all the way until the bottom of the sixth. It is probably one of the fastest games I've ever been in because there was a lot of three up, three downs, honestly. Uh, from both sides. And so um, top of the lineup, my left fielder gets on her sister, who's a shortstop um, is right behind her. And she swings as hard as I've ever seen her at a pitch about um, at her shoulders and just absolutely destroys the ball. I think it's still going. I mean, it was a no doubter once it left and the whole, like, that was like the tension relief. The whole bench goes crazy. The crowd goes crazy. And oh my gosh, I was so pumped because I knew that that's what we needed. And my pitcher had only given up two hits and we only got two hits. They just happened to be consecutive hits and one over the fence. And we won two zero in a game that lasted just under an hour. It was crazy, which was good for us because obviously um, we can save pitching as well. Mm-hmm. And for context, where was this being played? Portage Northern. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no, the high school field that you're familiar with. Yes. But that a we, lot yes. of fans. Yes. There were a lot of fans and also they were pretty deep. They're deep fences. They're deeper than, than normal, a little bit higher. So to know that she crushed that ball, she crushed that yeah. ball. So we're waiting for the next two teams to play. Um, the winner happens to be my high school alma mater, which I have never played against before. Um, and, you know, the kids are real, like the energy keeps getting pumped up and pumped up. And, you know, here it is. Uh, the, we were a visitor, um, like we were the very first um, game of the regionals visitor just happened to be what we were almost all the time, which was odd, but we scored first. Like we came right out of the gate and scored one. And then it was like zero, 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 lots of like great defense, great pitching. Um, and here it is the bottom of the sixth inning and we're up one zero and they have a runner on and I'm standing there thinking, okay, like this is probably their best, their best hitter. Um, she could, be the one person in their lineup that could definitely hit the ball far. I should go tell my pitching coaches to intentionally walk her as the ball is going over the fence. Like my, my, I was processing all of this and I personally don't like to be, I don't like to go into my pitching coaches area and say, this is what we should do because I have done that in the past one or two times. And every time I do it, it's wrong. (laughs) So I'm just like, you know what? I trust, you know, I I was processing this as I was thinking about it, but never had the opportunity to to say, Hey guys, you know, let's, let's think about this call time. Let's have a conversation about it as opposed to telling them what to do. Um, Later on, they said we were thinking about it too, but we weren't sure. And I'm like, those are the times when we just need to call time out and, and figure it out. So I went over the fence. Now we're down two one. And for whatever reason, like I wasn't even worried um, because we were at eight, nine, one in the lineup and I was confident that they weren't going to quit. So we're down to one. We get out of it um, the next, the, because there was some more action after that. And so my number eight batter gets out. My number nine batter gets out right away. 
So we're just like, we got this, like I could feel the energy and the positivity, but you know, at the end of the day, you've got to, you've just got to, you've got to keep fighting. And they really did. So my lead off was a senior who absolutely refused to have this be her last at bat, right? She hits the ball so hard. I think it was only one step to the second baseman's forehand side, but I don't even think she had a chance to see it, let alone move. So she hit it really, really hard. Um, my next batter, my shortstop left fielder sister gets a walk really worked a walk. Like it was a really great at bat. And so then, um, my third baseman comes up, who's my cornhole partner. This is why the cornhole stories are important. You know, like I said, she's very even keeled. She's never too high. She's never too low, but I looked at her before she went up to bat and I started clapping. I looked at her dead in the eye and I said, ice in your veins, girl, just like cornhole ice in your veins. And she just gets the biggest grin across her face. And she goes up there and the first pitch is like right down the middle. Next couple of pitches are a ball. She fouls one off. The next, the next pitch is a ball that's too high. And I'm thinking, this is a full count, two outs, down by one. And there isn't anyone else I want up to bat right now because she is so calm, cool, and collected. She is not going to let the moment get too big. And so they get a, she gets a pitch right about shoulder level and she swings and it is gone and I lose it. I, I couldn't, but I could, but I couldn't believe it. Like this has happened only one other time in my career where we're down to our last strike and the kid hit a home run. Like I didn't think that would ever happen again in my career, let alone twice. She hits it. And I don't even remember the next, the two girls that were on base pass me. Like I just remember jumping up and down, high five and screaming, yelling and like, whatever. I don't even remember what I did. I was just ecstatic for, for those kids and the team. And so we still have the bottom of the seventh though, you know, and the next girl gets out, but we're up four to two. We go out and the next, you know, there's an out and a couple girls get on and there's another out. So there's runners on second and third with two outs. And I could tell. It's, it's that fear, right? The fear of losing or the fear of making a mistake. So I call timeout and I walk out there and I go, guys, we're totally fine. We've been in this position before and been successful. Do you remember that? Take a deep breath. I can see the butt cheeks again. And they start laughing. And I say, guys, you guys got this. I totally believe in you. It's totally fine. Even if they score, it's only tied. No big deal. We totally got this. Okay. And they're like, okay. So the next girl's up to bat. She hits a ball to my second baseman, who's a freshman. And it hits her glove and it scoots not very far away. I mean, she knocked it down for sure. And she threw it to first base and the girls go like, it's like this massive celebration. I ran out of the dugout with my arms opening it. I don't even know who I like hugged or whatever, jumping up and down, screaming, and yelling. We just won regions. And I think that, you know, going back to some of the goals and things that they talked about, um, leaving a legacy was really important to them. So one thing I did forget to mention is before every postseason game, I always write the team a letter. And in each letter I had talked about winning districts. If you win districts, it'll be the first time since 2018 that Matawan has won a district. When I wrote the regional letter, I said, if you win a regional, it'll be the first time since 2017 since you know Matawan has won a district. You will earn the right to put your year 2022 up on the board under district championship or under district or regional championship champions, excuse me. So I think that that also was really important to them and, and they recognize the fact that those are achieved you know, together. So 
we do the medal ceremony. We do the trophy part, but this time they remember, right? They remember what to do. Come and cheer. I think I got stepped on a couple times. I didn't care. Um, but just to prove to them, by the way, that it didn't matter what they wore, I changed my coaching outfit. I went with a blue shirt and white shorts instead of white shorts and, or excuse me, a blue shorts and a white top. So I said, point. have to do it. <laughs> see, it doesn't matter what you wear. I wore the opposite. So I got the water dumped on me though, again. And I'm like, it was so hot. Like I was like, yes, like this is, feels great. And I was so happy for those girls because they had achieved something that they had really, really fought for all year. Um, it was like they, they figured out how to put it all together and come together at the right time and not give up. And I came to those three kids, the, the last, or the last three kids in that lineup in the sixth inning are my hardest, one of my hardest working or my hardest group of kids, right. That, that have worked so hard for so long and done all the extra things. And I gave them one big group hug. And I said, all the work that you've put in for years was for this moment right now. Sometimes you don't know when the moment will come and it may not come for years, but this moment was because of all the work that you put in year after year, all the extra hitting, all the extra things you do through the winter. And I just wanted to make sure that they, they knew that when you say hard work does pay off, it really does. But sometimes we don't know how or when, and it takes a long time sometimes to, to have that. So, um, I knew I had already looked at the forecast kind of plan ahead that, that starting on Monday, it was supposed to skyrocket in temperature and get really, really hot and humid here, which are, you need time to, to adjust obviously, and, and acclimate to, and I wasn't, I wanted to make sure that they could. So I said, look, these are the things like you need to go home. You need to take a shower. You need to stay in the air conditioning tomorrow. You need to rest. You need to do these things on Monday. We're going to have a, you know, we'll adjust our practice if we need to, cause you're out of school, but I need you to stay hydrated. And I made them send me pictures of all the water they were drinking and everything. So we have practice on Monday. And of course we have the olive garden and we have the cookie and we have all the things, right? So uh, we kept that tradition going and we were playing opponent who um, was the number one team in the state. They have an unbelievable pitcher. Um, she had won the state championship for division one uh, in Michigan last year as a freshman outstanding. And uh, I had talked about her in the previous podcast, right? And how many times we struck out against her and my catcher saying she's, they're going to regret pitching her twice against us. And that's who we were playing in the quarterfinal. And my, my team had a totally different approach and attitude when they came to practice on Monday because they believe they could do it. We can beat them. And I said, absolutely. You can, you know, we had a strategy going in. Um, we, we knew, uh, how to practice for them because we had played them. Uh, we knew how to combat the, the really good pitching. And we followed through with that practice plan on Monday and it was just there. They were relaxed. And after practice is over, I took them for a walk because we have, um, on our field, we have Madawan softball and a huge windscreen that covers uh, foul pole to foul pole. This is Madawan softball. This is state champs, 2011, 13 on one side, state finalists on the other 2012. And then we have banners that, that hang along the fence. So the state champions are blue banners with the big year and then all the team under names underneath. Um, and then if we, the state finalist and final four banners, I've made final four banners for them in yellow. So we walked around the field to so take a walk with me. 
we went to each one of these banners and I said, okay, 2011 team was the first team in Madawan history in any sport. Madawan's been around for a hundred years and we were the first sport to win state championship. These are all the things that made this team successful. And we went around to each team. And as I'm walking, the final four banners are on the right side, uh, right field side where the state champions and final finalists is on the left. And I'm walking along the outf outfield fence and I'm just like, kind of like dragging my hand along the windscreen. This is Mount One softball. And I got a little emotional. And I said, this program means so much to me. I said, I have been standing on this field for 25 years. I said, this program means more to me than you can ever imagine. I said, and I took my hands. I said, my family up here and then right underneath its program. And I said, I wish I could explain to you what this program means to me, but what, what has been my greatest joy this year is watching you start to love the program as much as I do and fighting for the program and fighting for the name on the front and everything that this program embodies and represents, you have done the same. And that is my greatest joy. So we get over to the final four banners and we talked about each one of those final four uh, teams and how they had come so close and their goal was to win a state championship too. And I said, you've said you wanted to leave a legacy 2022. And I said, if you win that game tomorrow, you guarantee yourself a banner. It just depends on what color it is. So come ready tomorrow to fight like you've never fought before and give it everything you got. And we went to our team dinner, did the same things. Pretty sure we were undefeated again in Cornhole, by the way. And the next game, the next day was a Tuesday. Um, and the game is two hours away and it's a 6 p.m. game. So we drive all the way over there. We get there. We get there before the other team. Um, we picked the first base dugout because that um, was just kind of lucky for them. And we went into the cages and I could tell they were relaxed, but very focused. And they knew when they went into the cages, they practiced all the things we talked about in um, the previous practice on, on our strategy, uh, on the things that we wanted to execute and how we we're going to attack, just be aggressive. Um, that was really important to our game plan, but they were super focused. And I was like, I felt so good before we even got there, let alone when we got there. I felt really good about our chances because of the way they were feeling and how confident they were, but also calm. So the other team gets there and then we swapped and we, we let them have the cages and we left. And then we just waited for the game to start. And by the way, in postseason, it's always a coin flip to determine who's home and away. So um, we were a visitor for all of regionals and one of the two games in districts. So we were a visitor again. We lost, I lost the toss again. So, but that's okay because my assistant coach, Hannah is always like love to score first. And if I have a choice, I'll always pick home because I always want the last opportunity, but she's like, I love to score first. I said, okay, well we're scoring first. So it's like, we were just like anxious to start the game and, you know, we, we get up there and the very first pitch of the game, my left fielder rips a double into left center first pitch totally just sets the tone right and and the energy from the dugout i have to unmute i'm so excited i didn't know that part <laughs> yeah it was like okay we're here and it was like an announcement we are here and we're here to play and it doesn't matter what happens in regular season it doesn't matter how many times a team beats you or you beat them you have to come and play your game 
And that's the only thing we could focus on. Doesn't matter the opponent. And so we end up scoring uh, my second, my, excuse me, my shortstop, again, the sister combo hits a ball really hard in the, in the uh, left, uh, excuse me, five, six hole and scores, scores the, the first run of the game and the dugout goes insane. And I was like, this energy is just crazy. And I thought, okay, we just got to keep it going. We got to keep pushing. So, um, we score one that inning. Um, I believe we scored one more again in the third. So we're up two zero. They score in the bottom of that inning. So it's two to one. And in the middle of that inning, there was a runner on third base, I believe. And there was a ball hit up the middle. And we had practiced this and practiced this and practiced this because my shortstop and my second baseman weren't quite getting the timing right. They weren't getting the communication right. And I was like, one day in practice, we stopped for 20 minutes, just those two. I, some, they were doing something else. So they were, we're going to work on shortstop front, second baseman in the back. I want you to work on throwing it on the run first base. For 20 minutes, worked on, worked on, worked on, worked on that. And obviously we kept working on it after that, but that was a really big focus. In that game, ball at the middle, shortstop fields it, throws it on the run, strike, and she comes off the field with on like, yeah, like it was just crazy. I was like, just like we practice. She's like, just like we practice coach. It was really funny, but it's like, those are the moments when you're like, they click because you know, they're capable, but to see it happen on a stage that big, you're like, I am so stinking proud of them because they, they knew they could win that game before they walked onto the field and they played like it. They played like it. So I'm like, I don't even care. Like, I don't want to say I don't care if we win this game or not, because everyone knows, I think, you know, of course you want to win. But at that moment, I was like, this is the best this team has ever played. But the Mm. thing is, is they believe they could, right? Win or lose, they won this game. So they kept, you know, just pushing. And then we scored an insurance run. And I will tell you, my freshman second baseman, who has also struggled with outside pitches the entire season, hit a ball to the right side to score that second run. It was the beautiful hit, right? Yes. And I'm just like, when that stuff comes together, you're just so happy. You never know when it will come together. Eventually it will. And it may not be till our senior year, but it happened to click that game. Boom. It was, it was awesome. So we scored an insurance run three to one. And then we're in the bottom of the seventh inning. And, and my pitcher is just dealing because she, she is confident and she feels it. And I will tell you, my pitching coaches did, and I mean, I really credit that game to them because they did an outstanding like job of calling the pitches, being prepared for that team, uh, making the adjustments and working together. They were just flawless. And it was so, so fun to watch them work together too. Both of my former players, like in a new role, especially coach M, like this is her first year she was so stressed. She's like, Oh my God, the stress of a coach is so different than a player. I was like, I know because you have no control. <laughs> you just got to sit and watch. And so the first two girls got out quickly. And so the third batter was up to bat. I don't, I don't not of the inning, not the number three hitter. And, um, I looked at my, my assistant coach, Hannah, who's been with me the longest. And I said, uh, Hey, I think, uh, a center fielder, is she a little deep? She's like, yeah, move her in. So I moved her in about five feet. Sure, sure. Now there's a pop-up right to her. 
And like, I was like, oh my God, she's, she had to run a little bit. She's going to catch it because she's fast. And she caught it. And every single postseason celebration I have ever done in my entire life, I sprint out of the dugout and I celebrate with the girls. And I don't know why this was different, but I just turned to my assistant, Hannah, and I just hugged her because she had told me earlier she was nervous before the game, which she never gets nervous before a game because she said, I'm nervous because I think we can win. And it was just like this accumulation of everything that you've done for the entire season to all the work you've put in, all the hitting practices, all the time that she had worked with Audrey to hit to the outside pitch, all the times we had hit the ground balls, all the confidence building things that we've talked about for pitching and letting go and just playing. And to see it happen with the amount of energy that was on that, in that dugout, I've been doing this for 25 years, Mel. I have never seen energy like that from the start of the game to the end of the game from the entire team. It was the most electric atmosphere I've ever been a part of. And keep in mind, I've won two state championships. Like it was unbelievable. And the pride that I, like, I literally had to put my hands on my knees and take some breaths because I couldn't believe what just happened. Like, and I will argue it's probably the greatest upset in Madeline history. Like it was huge, but to watch those kids celebrate and the pure joy that they got from putting it all together and doing it together was unbelievable. And, and I can tell you the other team was like, what just happened? <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to speak ill about them because they were a great competitor. And I have no idea, but it was just our day. Right. And sometimes you have that you have to be lucky to right they hit some really hard balls right at us and so you've got to have a little bit of that too but those kids that was their moment and and my catcher I I come into the huddle after we did high five and my catcher goes coach did we just do that and I said yeah and I grabbed her chest protector and I'm like we're going to MSU and we started this chant we're going to MSU because that's where the where the playoffs are, or excuse me, the semifinals and finals are held at Michigan state. So, I mean, it was just unreal. Like this, even just talking about it gets my, like, like I get all emotional about it because it was just so much fun. So we go home, like keep in mind, we have a six o'clock game. It was really hot that day. we got a long drive home. The kids are exhausted. I can tell because all of that, that we've just talked about was only about 10 days, but felt like weeks. It really did. So we had to turn around the next day and have practice. And then Thursday morning was semifinals. So we had just beaten the number one team in the state. Now we had to play a number two team in the state. And so we debated like on the way home, do we, do we give them the day off? Do we practice early? Make them, do we let them sleep in? Do we practice later? Even though it's going to be hot. So we, we decided that we would practice later um, and let them sleep. because we thought that was more important. Um, put together the best scouting report we could with the information we had and came in practice and um, we we hit first and I let him hit in shorts because we never hit in shorts, but I let him hit in shorts. And then we went to our locker room with some air conditioning and calmed down, cooled down. And then um, just did a little quick round of defense just to make him feel good. And then did the whole thing again with this. Now this time, I mean, I love Olive Garden, but at this point I was like, okay, another Olive Garden, another cookie, but we had to keep it the same. And the parents had arranged like a, like a drive-by with um, parents and friends and teachers and stuff to drive by the house that we were having team dinner at. And they had signs and balloons. That's amazing. It and was so, so cool. cool the girls. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff like those girls will always remember. Right. 
Of course, we have the early game on Thursday. Got to get up really early because there's construction and there's work traffic and you got to make sure you're there. And we have to be there in time to make sure that our bats get checked and we're there, all the things. So we're there and like, we're there first and we are assigned the third base dugout, which I was like, yes, I'm really happy about that. And, you know, we warmed up and we did the things. And I, I told my players, like we walked a little bit in the outfield. I was like, just take it all in. Like, you never know when you come back here. And I can't tell you how proud I am of you guys for getting here. Um, but we're not done. Like, I just want you guys, but I want you to, to just like take it in, you know, cause it was before the fans, before anybody was really even there. And they did. I thought they did a good job. I thought they were relaxed. And um, then the other team comes and, you know, you have, you have a schedule and where to go and what to do. And uh, they came to me and said, coach, if you win the toss, pick visitors, cause we're going to score first. And outward. And I said, okay, fine. Then you better back it up. I was like, really, you're going to make me do, you know? So I'm like, that's okay. I'll lose the toss because I'm like, Oh, for but after 20 years, you're like, really? mm -hmm. <laughs> And so, of course, I win the toss. And I was like, really? And I was like, you know what? I, I got I to back them up, you know? So I said, okay, we'll be a visitor. And the other coach looked at me like, what? And I was like, it's what my kids wanted. And I walked away. <laughs> so, so we come out and the first two batters get out one, two. I was like, oh, not really how I wanted to start. And then my third baseman gets a hit. And my second baseman hits another ball. <laughs> to the right side and we scored. really rooting for her really rooting for these outside hits <laughs> yeah we ended up scoring two actually that that inning because I had two runners on sorry so it was two zero I was like oh my god this is awesome like they backed it up they backed it up and you know this team uh was an excellent hitting team top to bottom I think their shortstop's going to Michigan um, Hutch was there, by the way, uh, watching our quarterfinal game, watching that picture. So that one of her me. last recruiting trips. Yeah, oh, exactly. And so I did cool. say hi to her. So I was like, "Hey, coach, congratulations on another great season." And so cool. uh, but you know, it's just like this team is really, really good. They had been to the state finals last year and lost in the state championship game, so they had the experience. Um, but we were up to nothing. I'm like, we can do this. We can so do this. And, you know, they were hitting the ball really hard, but right at people, you know, so we got, we got really uh, lucky. They're the first couple of innings um, with some hard hits that got caught, but you know, that's part of the game. And then they scored one. And that's when I felt the team go <gasps> again. And I was like, Hey, we're fine. You guys are doing an awesome job. You're ahead. Like, just, just keep going. Like you guys are doing a great job and we couldn't score again. And I knew that we needed like five or six runs to really compete with this team. Something we had actually only done. Um, we only scored five runs or more once. And that was the very first game. So we were scoring enough, but our defense and pitching was holding us off. And, and we just couldn't get that run across. So as soon as they scored the third run is when they really started to like, you could tell they started to break down. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not going to blame these kids. The moment I think gets a little big when you're on Michigan state's field and it's loud and it's crazy and all of that's on the line. And you've never even won a district championship, let alone a regional upset another one team and stand on Michigan state's field. But they, they kept pushing, they kept fighting down to our last at bat. And, you know, we ended up losing four to two to a team that just really scored a lot of runs right um, throughout the postseason. So, um, 
boy, that was, that was just an unreal run. I remember distinctly thinking, man, this is the fourth time in a row, the semifinals, we're going to lose again. But you know, it's not about me at, at all, but you, that does cross your mind. Like, like, dang, where's, is it the curse? Is it the field? Like what's going on? But you know, in, in, in taking back a step back and thinking about the perspective of everything and really reflecting on like, I think those kids expanded or expended, excuse me, so much energy, so much emotional energy, physical energy that they, I think they ran out of gas. And I think when you're tired and you just, you're not quite connecting your confidence isn't quite there. My pitcher had thrown a lot and they gave everything they had, you know what? And sometimes that's not enough. And sometimes that's okay. But boy, was I proud of them. I mean, the kids were like just destroyed. And I think, you know, my second baseman had a couple, like maybe not perfect plays. And she was the first kid when, when, the, when we were done on, because we were done on defense or offense, she was the first kid that came up to me and just crumbled and said, coach, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Do you know how much you've improved this year? I remember going out into the outfield of the, or the soccer field next to it. And we were working on diving because you didn't know how, and you're diving all over the place right now. You you're hitting the outside pitch. You scored two runs. Like don't, don't, no apologies. And I don't want apologies because you guys just did everything I could ask you to do and more. And Holy crap. Was that fun? And I mean, all the tears, right? So we had, so they kind of shuffle you off the field pretty quick. So we, got everyone out and, and they, they, they kind of, um, fence off everything. So the parents can't come in yet, you know, so they won't let the parents come into our side. They have to stay by the fans. So I was able to pull more by the, by the bench in the soccer field right next door. And I, or just, I just told them I have never, I, I can't, t I don't think I've ever been more proud of a team because on paper, I have one college recruit or one college signee on the whole team. I, I have now granted some of those kids probably eventually will go to college, but at the time we were playing as the big dogs, right? Like all the teams that should win, but it, it didn't nothing. No, you throw all that out the window when it comes to playing the game. And when you can get them to believe that, that is when special things happen. And I gave every single kid a hug. I told them all that I love them. And I was so, so, so stinking proud of them. I couldn't even express that enough. So then when we were done, then the kids, I let them go. And then they were able to walk through the fence and the parents just clap for every kid that walked through, even though they're destroyed. And I'm like, when you have a chance to sit back and reflect how amazing that two weeks was, you're going to be really stinking proud. And the one last thing I want to say before, I know you're ready to ask questions, but is after we won that quarterfinal game, my pitcher was in tears because she was so happy. She goes, coach you got a banner. Like, yeah, you got a banner. You earned a banner. So the legacy of 2022 team, 2022 will forever be cemented in Manawan program history as one of the most improbable runs I've, I've ever seen. And just so much fun. That was a blast. And I told my, every one of those kids at the team team banquet, I said, I am so thankful, especially the seniors. You had the opportunity to experience all of that. It's so good. Oh, it's such a good story. I'm so glad we get to finally bring it to everyone. <sighs> okay. I just have one question. I mean, it might spiral into a bunch like usual. What do you think 
Alicia five years ago would have thought going into postseason? And how have you grown to help kind of guide the girls there? I know you're, you feel hands-off postseason, but mm-hmm. we can also influence that energy that you said they had. Mm-hmm. So how do you think you've grown even just the past five years that helped you kind of just be that shepherd for them? Like player-led coach fed. Like how did you feed that? Um, I really at the core of it, I was able to let go of the outcome. I think because th- there was a couple distinct moments that I had during that season where I'm like, the, and I think we talked about that before, where it's just the outcome doesn't matter. The, it, if you get past that and you stop harping on that, like it's so much bigger than the outcome. But when you can truly put it all together and say, this is for the program, um, the Madawan program, you are a part of something so much bigger than yourself. And when you can fight for that, it is a hundred times, thousand times more special and means something so much more. But I think as a coach for me, I was able to let go of that because of course I talked about, of course you want to win. You want to win for them though. You want those kids to win so they can experience it. Right. Um, to experience something so amazing, but they didn't have to win the state championship to experience something amazing. Um, like I said, in the quarterfinal game, they could have lost that game and it would have been just as amazing because of the way they came to play and the lessons that they can learn and the reflections they can have on, on that type of performance, but just the way, how much fun they had. And that kind of is like, you, you can focus. And I don't, I don't know if I have like a, like a way or a thing that I do. It's just, it's just for me, I have to let go of that first, right? The the coach has to let go of the outcome first and really remember why you're there and really focus on what you're doing. You're trying to work to develop these kids into strong, independent leaders and women that can do things in the future that can handle the stress of being a nurse during COVID that can handle the stress of being a police officer and all the other millions of jobs that these kids have done, right? Those are the two that just came to my mind at first, but that's what we're doing, right? That's what I'm doing. And so they'll remember that. And my catcher told me to this day, I I will never forget that conversation you had with me, coach, when you said in the dugout, when I was crying, you, you just come back and try again tomorrow. Okay. If my whole season, I got that one thing across to one kid, all of it is worth it. So good. Mike, drop. I, I I have no more questions. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. So happy could, for your girls. I was too. And like I said, like, because I always tell them, like, I live for postseason. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Right? They're like, what's that, coach? But My now. Favorite, I really wish we had video footage of like the, yeah, crickets, crickets. Oh my gosh, that was the best. <laughs> but they're like, now I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I live for postseason. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like this is addictive feeling like you're you welcome can't, can't get it anywhere else you are totally welcome <laughs> and like it was just so much fun I again I I watch videos of the last out of the quarterfinal game and like the mask of my catchers thrown in the air yes. and the gloves and the jumping up and down and just the pure joy you s- still uh, videos still shots it's just like uh, this so what is is what it's about right mm-hmm. and the accomplishment 
and everything that I think that they were celebrating didn't have to do with the fact that they beat that team. It's the fact mm-hmm. that they can do the things they set their mind to when they do something together. And that is a wrap on Alicia's 2022 season. Now, we can't promise these kind of results right away, but we can promise something priceless if you become a committed sweet spotter. If you commit to six weeks of mental training with your team, bi-weekly roundtables with like-minded coaches like yourself or both, we promise you'll walk away feeling even more confident in your abilities as a coach because we can give you the tools that you never knew you were missing. Tools that build confidence, tools that improve consistency, even tools that bring out their inner competitor. Sound like a great holiday gift for your girls? Reach out to mel at mentalsweetspot.com to learn more. That's M-E-L at mentalsweetspot.com. Have a good one.